can't remember what I preached on. Who remembers what I preached on last week? What's that? Signs. Very good. Go to the top of the class. Okay, looking for signs. Looking for signs. And I was um, thinking about what, what the Lord wanted me to preach on this week, and then he gave me another thing to preach on looking. What are you looking for? You know, we preached last night specifically about people who were looking for signs. But um, this week I want to have a look at something else. What are we looking for? And uh, a lot of us are looking for different things. Some of us are looking for a better job, yeah? <laughs> better workplace. Some are looking for more money. Some are looking for an easier life. Some are looking for retirement. <laughs> Some are looking for a holiday. Some are looking for a husband or a wife. <laughs> Some are looking for Christmas. Yeah, looking forward to Christmas. Yeah. Some are looking for good health. There's so many things that people are looking for. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things. There's nothing wrong with them. But, you know, they kind of are worldly things or temporal things and things that are subject to change very quickly. They're natural, they're tangible, and they are corruptible. But uh, I want to um, see, you know, a, a different way of looking at things. And so, um, I want to go and share some from the Word, just a story from the Word tonight, uh, a story and then a few scriptures. Now the first um, passage that I'm going to go to is about the people of Israel. And we know from the history um, that God delivered his people out of Egypt and brought them through the promise, brought them through the wilderness into the promised land and did so many things for them. And you would think that um, he was the most excellent king, the most excellent leader, the most excellent um, one that they could have leading them. But Israel wanted to be like everyone else. And sometimes we're like that. We want to be like everyone else. And so God said, I want to be your king, not just your God, but I want to be king and lead the nation. And they rejected him as their king. And so sometimes, you know, God will just let us have what we want to have. And so he said, okay, you want a king? I will give you the king that you want. And they wanted this particular person. And uh, his name was Saul. Anyway, this is a little story about Saul. And it's before he became the king. And it gives you an idea of an insight of what kind of person he was. It says, there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, a mighty man of power. And he had a choice and handsome son whose name was Saul. There was not a more handsome person than he among the children of Israel. And so this is a, a well-to-do family. They're prosperous family. Um, Kish is an um, important man. He's prominent. He's a mighty man. He's got great power. And his son is like one handsome guy, right? So everyone would be paying attention to him. He was well known. And so one day, it says the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. So he's lost some donkeys. And Kish said to his son Saul, please take one of the servants with you and arise, go and look for the donkeys. So what is Saul doing here? He's just looking for donkeys. Okay? It seems simple enough, just looking for donkeys. And sometimes God 
wants us to do things or people want us to do things and we think it's very simple we're just doing this he's just looking for donkeys or we're just doing something simple but it turns out to be something far more complex and so he is looking for the donkeys um, so he's got excellent social status he's physically appealing he's the son of a very rich man but he's just out looking for two donkeys actually there's two donkeys that went missing so he went looking and uh, he went to one place and another place and another place he went to four different places over the period of three days okay and then he were, he had had enough okay this thing's not working he said to the servant look now I want to go back I want to go home I've had enough let's go back and the servants like no no let's keep going and so you can see from Saul wanting to quit right away what kind of leader he's going to end up being and so the servant says to him look now there is in this city right here in this city there's a man of God and he's an honorable man and all that he says surely comes to pass let's go there perhaps he can show us the way that we should go so here we have Saul looking for a couple of donkeys and he's ready to quit after three days but the servant he's very earthly minded in other words but the servant who's probably just an ordinary person is saying look I know that there's a man of God here. I know there's a prophet here. I know Samuel, the prophet, is here. Let's go and look for him. We've been looking for donkeys, but let's go higher and look for the prophet of God who, whatever he says, comes to pass. So he hears from God. Let's go to him and let's hear from God. Let's look in the right place. You know, sometimes we are looking for answers and looking for things in the wrong places and we give up too soon. Instead of looking for the man of God or looking for God and his way. And so in this story, I'm not going through the whole story. If you want to go there, go to 1 Samuel chapter 9 and you can read it. So the servant says, let's go there. And then Saul begins to make excuses. And he says, look, we don't have anything to take. We've got nothing to offer him. The servant had something to offer him. And of course, they went to Samuel the prophet and Samuel told them where the donkeys were. But he also said to Saul, you're going to be the king. God is going to anoint you to be the king. He didn't say God has chosen you because he wasn't God's choice. He was the people's choice. He was the people's choice. And so, you know, we have to be careful uh, who we follow. We have to be careful in the choices that we make. And so we need to be careful on what we're looking for as well. You know? Um, God in his mercy appointed Saul to be the leader, to help Israel to overcome the Philistines. But Saul had obvious weaknesses. He quit very soon 
And as a king, he eventually failed because he was the people's choice. You know, like so many leaders who are the people's choice, fail. Uh, he failed because of character issues, because of his own weaknesses, and because he was the people's choice and not God's choice. So this was what the people were looking for. And they had many problems because of him. But what was God looking for? What is God looking for? He wasn't looking for a king like Saul. He's looking for other things. He's not looking for qualifications because, you know what? Saul probably qualified. He came from a rich family. He was good looking. He was popular. But he wasn't what God was looking for. And sometimes we feel like, oh, well, you know what? I'm not from a rich family. I'm not good looking. I'm not really qualified. What can God do with me? Well, he can do a lot. He can do a lot with us, okay? He's looking for quality people. He's looking for quality of character. And he's looking for quality of connection. Saul had no connection with the Lord. The servant did. He knew what was going on. He knew what was going on, but Saul didn't. So God is looking for connection. How do I know? Because right back in the very beginning of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, third chapter actually, it said, Adam and Eve heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Why did they hide? Because they had sinned against the Lord at that time. This is what happens next. The Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? And so Adam said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. In other words, uncovered. He lost the covering of the Lord. The glory of the Lord had disappeared because of the sin. He said, and I hid myself. I hid myself. You know, it shows the heart of God here. It shows the heart of God. He said, where are you? <laughs> he knew where they were. He knew exactly where they were. He knew exactly what they had done. But his first words were, where are you? Where are you? In other words, what's happening? Something has happened where the connection has been broken here. Where are you? He didn't say, I know you're hiding from me. <laughs> I know what you've done. He didn't say that. He said, where are you? Because God is a God who's looking for connection. He's looking for fellowship. And from this time on, throughout the word of God, we see that reconnecting plan of God through Jesus Christ of people back to himself. So God is looking for fellowship with his creation. So we know that they had a connection. We know that they had a connection because Adam said, I heard your voice. He didn't say, oh, who are you? He said, I heard your voice. I know your voice. I know you. But I've hidden myself. I've hidden myself. 
and God came looking for them. He came looking for that connection back to himself. That's what God's looking for, connection to himself. He's not looking for perfection. He's looking for connection, okay? The next verse I want to go to is um, Jesus. And, you know, what is he, you know, people are saying, what are, what are you looking for? And one of, the, one of the people said, look, I'll follow you wherever you go. Someone said to him, Lord, I'll follow you. I'll follow you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, no one having put his hand to the plough and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. So this person was very zealous. He's saying, oh, oh, I'll follow you, Lord. I'll do anything you want. And then Jesus is basically saying, well, there's a price to pay. If you want to really be that committed, you really want to be that faithful. And that's what I'm looking for, faithfulness and commitment. Then don't say you'll do something and then don't do it. Okay? Don't say you'll do something and then don't do it. If you're in, you're in. That's what it means. If you're in, you're in. If you're with me, you're with me. Don't say you are if you're not, okay? So he's saying, I'm looking for people who are committed, who will go forth, go forward, and really follow me. That's what he's looking for, that commitment, that faithfulness. And one day he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Good and faithful servant. What else is God looking for? You know, we know what we're looking for, but what is God looking for? In 2 Chronicles chapter 16, Chronicles means books, it says this, the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. What does that mean? God sees everything and everyone, but he's looking for those who are looking for him, those who are loyal, those who are committed. You know, when you're in a relationship with someone, you want them to be loyal. You want them to be faithful. You want them to be committed. It says his eyes are on them. You know? It's like a dog or a, you know, your pet that really loves you. And you feed them, their eyes are on oh, their eyes are on you. you know? The eyes of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord are on us because you know we're loyal to him. He loves it, he loves that. His hearts are towards him. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for loyal hearts. Not perfect people, but loyal hearts. You know, sometimes we beat ourselves up and we think, oh, I failed at this and I'm no good at that and, you know, I really messed up the other day. But you know what? If our hearts are loyal to the Lord, that's what counts. That's what really counts. That's what he's looking for. What else is God looking for? This is the Lord speaking to the um, Samaritan woman. And she's saying, oh, oh, I know how to worship. He said, actually... Don't really. And then he was talking about this. He says, the hour is coming and actually is right now. Now is 
when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, there's that relationship again, the connection again. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is looking for worshippers, people who will worship him, people whose hearts are loyal to him, people who are committed, not half-baked, wishy-washy, lukewarm people, but people who are on fire for God, people who are committed and faithful, because they're the ones who are going to see it through to the end, who endure to the end, and who stand strong and will not be deceived. So he wants us to be strong, to seek him, to know him, to be connected to him. That's what he's looking for. Why? Because it's for our good. It's for our own good. Okay, so getting back to that story, Saul was the man was the people's choice. Man chose him to be the king. We want a king like everybody else. God said, okay, you can have him. You can have him. But then after Saul came David. Now the Lord said to Samuel, the prophet, how long will you mourn for Saul? Saul the king has died. Seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel. So God is saying, I rejected him. Israel has rejected me and I have rejected him as king ruling over my people. And he's saying to Samuel, don't be sad about this, okay? Then he says this, here's his instructions to Samuel. Fill your horn with oil and go. In other words, get, get ready, I'm gonna anoint, get you to anoint somebody else. I'm sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. So God is saying, Saul, the people's choice, is now gone. Now I will choose the king. I am going to choose one of Jesse's sons. Okay? He's going to be the king. And so Samuel does what God says. He gets his horn of oil and off he goes to Jesse's house to anoint the next king. And of course, all the sons are there. Seven sons. This looks like the one. He's tall. He's handsome. He looks like Saul used to look like. But not one of them. God said, no, not this one. 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 Well, what? The Lord said to Samuel, don't look at his appearance or at his physical stature because I have refused him. But the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So the Lord say, no, not this one, not this one, not this one. And of course it's like, well, who's left? Well, guess what? David, the little shepherd boy out in the fields, was the one that God chose. The most unlikely one in their eyes, but the one who qualified in the eyes of God. He was the one that was God, God was looking for. Not the tall, handsome, good-looking, you know, so-called talented, popular ones. 
But the one that God was looking for was out in the fields, working hard, being humble, and working behind the scenes, basically, doing his father's work, taking care of the sheep, worshipping God, and connecting with the Lord, fighting the lions, fighting the bears, doing all that stuff out there. No one saw it, but God saw it. God sees our prayers. God sees our works. God sees our giving, our generosity, our compassion, our care. He sees it. That's what he's looking for. That's what he's looking for. And the favour and the promotion comes from the Lord. Comes from the Lord. This is what Samuel had originally said to Saul. Now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. That's what God told Samuel the prophet to say to Saul. It's over. It's over for you. God's going to choose someone who's got a heart after him. Wow, they're very strong words. Very strong words. The Lord has sought for himself. He looked and he saw David. He said, he's the one. He's the one. He's got a heart after mine. He's not perfect, but he's my choice. Like us. <laughs> we're not perfect, but we're his choice. Awesome. Awesome. So what about Jesus when he came? It says the Lord has commanded him, right? He's commanded David to be commander over his people because you have not kept what the Lord commanded you. So it was a rebuke to Saul and it was honouring David. It was honouring David. Then we come into the New Testament and we see again what are they looking for? You know, the, the disciples had been with Jesus for quite a while. And Philip said to Jesus, Lord, show us the Father and it is sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, he who has seen me has seen the Father. Philip was saying, we're looking for God. <laughs> we're looking for God. And Jesus was saying, here I am. I am. If you've seen me, you've seen him. If you've seen me, you've seen him. He came to show us the Father. We're looking for God. People are looking for God all over the world right now. They're looking for God. They're looking for answers. If they would look to Jesus, they would see God. They would see the answers. They would see the way, the truth and the life if they look to Jesus and why did Jesus come to look for us <laughs> he came looking for us he came looking for sinners he came to seek and to save the sinners that was every single one of us because we needed for him we needed salvation The last thing is, what can we do then? 
What should we do? What should we do? Well, as God's people, we need to be aware of what we're looking for. Sometimes we get caught up in the ways of the world. But it says then, if you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Now, things do matter here. They do. Everyday things matter. But they should not have ascendancy over the things of heaven, the things that are above, the things of God, the eternal things, things that really matter. Things on the earth will pass away. The only things that we can take with us when we go is souls for the kingdom and our works. Gold, silver, and precious stones, hopefully. So what can we do? Make decision. Set our mind. Not to be controlled. Not to look for things on the earthly realm all the time, but looking for the things that have eternal value. Things that really matter to God. Really matter to Him. Father, we just thank you for your word tonight. Lord, I thank you that you are looking for those who are looking for you. You are looking for the worshippers. You're looking for fellowship and connection with us. You're looking for faithfulness and commitment. You're looking for those, Lord, who others are not looking for. And you raise up the ones who are sometimes least likely for your glories, for your name's sake, Lord. Lord, we thank you for Jesus, that he kept looking for what God would do, and he did it. And he walked the walk and he talked the talk. That he showed us who you really are. That he fulfilled his mission. Lord, let us be counted as those ones that you are looking for. And help us, Lord, to look for you. Look for your voice. Look for your purposes. Look for your opportunities. More and more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have an awesome week. If anyone wants prayer, I want to pray with you. Hi, everyone. Bye, everyone online. Have an awesome week. And remember, invite your friends and get ready for Christmas. Amen.